Welcome to Bite at a Time Books Behind the Story, where we answer the questions you have about your favorite classic authors. What inspired your favorite author to write their novels? What was going on in the world at the time? Follow along with us as we tell you what was happening in the world while your favorite authors wrote your favorite classics. My name is Bree Carlisle, and I love to read and wanted to share my passion with listeners like you. If you want to know what's coming next and vote on upcoming books, sign up for our newsletter at biteatatimebooks.com. Be sure to follow my show on your favorite podcast platform so you get all the new episodes. You can find most of our links in the show notes, but also our website, biteatatimebooks.com, includes all of the links for our show, including to our Patreon to support the show and YouTube, where we have special behind the narration of the episodes. We're part of the Bite at a Time Books Productions Network. If you'd also like to hear a book by the author, check out the Bite at a Time Books podcast wherever you listen to podcasts. Today we'll be talking about the last works of Robert Louis Stevenson. Stevenson wrote an estimated 700,000 words during his years on Samoa. He completed The Beach of Falesa the first-person tale of a Scottish copra trader on a South Sea island, a man unheroic in his actions or his own soul. Rather, he's a man of limited understanding and imagination, comfortable with his own prejudices, where he wonders can he find whites for his half-caste daughters. The villains are white, their behavior towards the islanders ruthlessly duplicitous. Stevenson saw the beach of Lesa as the groundbreaking work in his turn away from romance to realism. Stevenson wrote to his friend Sidney Colvin, It is the first realistic South Sea story. I mean with real South Sea character and details of life. Everybody else that is tried, that I have seen, got carried away by the romance and ended in a kind of sugar candy sham epic, and the whole effect was lost. Now I've got the smell and look of the thing a good deal. You will know more about the South Seas after you've read my little tale than if you had read a library. The Ebb Tide, 1894. The misadventures of three deadbeats marooned in the Tahitian port of Papeete has been described as presenting a microcosm of imperialist society, directed by greedy but incompetent whites. The labor supplied by long-suffering natives who fulfill their duties without orders, and are true to the missionary faith which the Europeans make no pretense of respecting. It confirmed the new realistic turn in Stevenson's writing away from romance and adolescent adventure— the first sentence reads, Throughout the island world of the Pacific, scattered men of many European races and from almost every grade of society carry activity and disseminate disease. No longer was Stevenson writing about human nature in terms of a contest between Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde. The edges of moral responsibility and the margins of moral judgment were too blurred. As with the beach of Felisa in the ebb tide, contemporary reviewers find parallels with several of Conrad's works— Almere's Folly, An Outcast of the Islands, Heart of Darkness, Lord Jim, with his imagination still residing in Scotland and returning to earlier form. Stevenson also wrote Catriona, 1893, a sequel to his earlier novel Kidnapped, 1886, continuing the adventures of its hero, David Balfour. Although he felt as a writer that there was never any man had so many irons in the fire— by the end of 1893, Stevenson feared that he had overworked and exhausted his creative vein. His writing was partly driven by the need to meet the expense of Lima, but in a last burst of energy, he began work on Weir of Hermiston. 
It's so good that it frightens me, he's reported to have exclaimed. He felt that this was the best work he had done. Set in 18th century Scotland, it is a story of a society that, however different, like Samoa, is witnessing a breakdown of social rules and structures leading to growing moral ambivalence. Thank you for joining Bite at a Time Books behind the story today. While we answered some of the questions you have about one of your favorite classic authors, Again, my name is Bree Carlisle, and I hope you come back next time when we answer more questions about one of your favorite classic authors. Don't forget to sign up for our newsletter at biteatatimebooks.com. Check out the show notes or our website, biteatatimebooks.com, for the links for our show.